Welcome to the Power of Progress podcast, where we talk about mindset, motion, and momentum. We get you from thinking to doing, turning your thoughts into actions. Let's break through your barriers so you can achieve your goals. I am your host, Scott Friedman, and let's get started. Welcome back, my pop family. I hope you're doing well. I hope today is treating you the way that you deserve to be treated, which is amazing. All right, let's hop right into today's episode. Are you having trouble, difficulty, concerns perhaps about what to eat? That is the topic of today's episode is what to eat and how to know if you're in the right direction. So a lot of us, you know, you you go to dietitians, we go to nutrition coaches, we go to trainers and it's like, I don't know what to eat. What do I have to do? How do I get in shape? How do I do all this stuff? And we understand that nutrition is roughly you know, close to 80% of the journey. If you can dial in your nutrition, you're going to see you know, a lot of benefits from that versus if you only work out and you don't have good nutrition, then you might see less benefits from that. Now, obviously, both are pieces to the puzzle that you need in order to live a healthy, high-quality, longevity-style lifestyle. That makes sense. So, but nutrition is a major portion of it. And so we get confused because the powers that be, the multi-billion dollar companies out there are trying to confuse us. The food pyramid is trying to confuse us. The cereal labels of all natural or, you know, low fat or all of this or blah, 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 are trying to confuse us. So let me give you a couple, first up, my, my number one piece of advice. Okay. I'm going to give you my number one piece of advice when it comes to eating healthy. And then I'm going to give you some things that I did along my journey and the things I realized along the way that make life a lot simpler when it comes to your food. Now, the caveat here before we get into it is understand I'm coming from my scope, my lens. And my lens is very much, I have a very restrictive diet. I can only eat certain food and not because I want to, but because my body rejects a lot of food. For example, I don't eat apples. Uh, I can have like half an apple once every two weeks because it does not sit well in my body. Same thing with like a pear. I, I don't have garlic or onion. It does not sit with me. I feel atrocious after having garlic and onion. So I have to be very careful with the things that I eat. There's I'm lactose intolerant, so I can take a pill and you know and have dairy, but I gotta be very careful. So I have a bunch of foods that you would never think are triggers that trigger me in a negative way. So obviously, if you have something like that, Crohn's, celiac, ulcerative colitis, whatever it might be, or IBS even. Uh, you know, obviously take the advice, you know, uh, on its surface level and then obviously understand what you need to do for yourself with the advice given. Don't just take it as I'm going to do it exactly the way I said it because who knows what your restrictions are. But barring a I can literally not stand a food uh, and other than that and having some sort of illness that you might have to overcome – then you know, I recommend you kind of take a very holistic approach to this because that's kind of the way to beat this down because we tend to limit ourselves with the foods we eat because we're unaware or uneducated about the foods. And we tend to eat crappy foods because we're not sure if they're good or not. So first and foremost, my number one piece of advice, if you don't know what to eat, I learned this a long time ago and I think it holds true today, is if you do not understand what's on the label of the foods you are eating. If it's like, a, you know, weird words, like what is this word? Sorbate, you know, uh, benzoate, nitrate. Not, if you don't know what the word actually is, 
Don't eat it. All right. That is my number one piece of advice. It sounds obvious, but a lot of people don't do that. All right. Another thing that you can know, another thing that might help you is that the ingredients on the food that you eat goes in order based on the volume of it in the food itself. And so the first five things on an ingredient list are the, you know, the five main things. And so let's say there's like a hundred things on there. Like the, the ones at the bottom are a lot less. And therefore, you know, it might not be as bad and so on and so forth. So for example, let's say sugar is the first thing on the label versus the 20th thing. Well, most likely the food with the 20th thing might be better uh, because it's you know, sugar's uh, lower on it than the first one. So obviously if there's like a bad ingredient, but you still love the food, the lower on the list it is, the less of it in the food that you have. And that is awesome. That can play a factor in deciding what kind of food that you want. So number one, if you can't read it, don't understand it, don't eat it. Very simple. Now, how to know what foods to eat, not eat. Well, number one, what I did in college, I remember so vividly, and I'm actually just embarrassed of the moment because I was in the fitness field. I wasn't in nutrition yet, but I was in the fitness field. And I'm working out, heavy, you know, lifting heavy weights, doing kind of the bro splits, you know, where you like work on muscle groups a day. And I was in pretty good shape. And every day... I had an office on campus. I was a student leader. I brag about that a little bit. But I had an office on campus. I'd walk across the street to the cafeteria, and I'd have like a chicken sandwich. Uh, It was a fried chicken sandwich, or maybe it was grilled, grilled chicken sandwich, either way. And I'm like, oh, I'm having this like healthy meal, (laughs) like which today is hilarious because clearly that's not healthy. The grilled chicken, yes. Fried chicken, clearly not. Or even breaded chicken, clearly not healthy. And the bread itself was like regular white bread, not healthy. And I was always wondering why I wasn't seeing the results I specifically wanted. And then I had to figure out what am I eating that's so bad? And I realized, oh my gosh, my lunches are bought on campus in this crappy cafeteria and I'm having really bad food. So what did I do? I basically stopped cold turkey didn't weaned off crappy food. I started going from closer. Yeah, I started going with salads. I thought salads were the best way to go. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to eat salads the rest of my life. That was the first thing that I switched to salads. So if I went from like fried chicken sandwich to salads, okay, salads get boring. You can't have them every day, right? You have to have real food. So what did I start doing? Well, I went on Google. I went on Google and I started typing in healthy foods. And I wrote them all down. Things like extra virgin olive oil, things like uh, lean chicken breast, things like lean or 93 or 97% lean ground turkey and ground beef, salmon, tilapia, cod. I went to the meats first. Then I went to the carbohydrates, things like sweet potatoes, things like quinoa, things like uh, brown or wild rice. I started writing all that down. And then veggies, obviously, I mean, veggies are pretty easy. I feel like you have the broccoli, the cauliflower, the carrots, you know, the eggplant, which I've actually only had a couple times and you have more of that. And then, you you know, the peppers, the green peas, the, the green beans, all that kind of stuff. And um, I wrote all it down. And what I started to do was look for those foods in everything I was doing. And so the next piece of advice I give you is when you're going shopping, you know, I would recommend you cook your own food. I think that is the number one way to do it because you are now controlling what you're putting in your body. And so when I shop, you shop on the edges, the outside 
of the grocery store because the inside aisles are usually where all the processed foods are. You know, your cinnamon toast crunch, your amazing cereal, which by the way, I never thought was like, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And you just look at the ingredients like, holy crap, what is even in this thing? So I started reading ingredients. I started realizing I can't eat this stuff if I don't understand or even know what it is. I When I did look up, I look up like Sodium benzoate. I go to Google, look at what that word is, and it's like a preservative, and here are the side effects. I go, holy crap, this probably isn't good for me. I probably stopped eating it. So I did a lot of my own research along the way to figure out what things to avoid and what things to actually eat. So here are a quick list of a few things I know that I avoid. For example, you would think that deli meat is totally fine to eat, and you would be wrong. Because there's a lot of deli meat out there that has preservatives in it that make it really crappy for you. The two main ones are nitrite and nitrate. Whether it's sodium or whatever, just sodium nitrite, sodium nitrate, both both are really bad for you and you should not eat those. Find deli meat without those in there. That is a great quick fix that if you could still enjoy your meat, but you do it in a much healthier way. That's one thing I learned. You know, if you do anything that's enriched flour, that's ultra processed. You don't want that. So don't have enriched flour if you're looking for like breads or things like that. And so I started to learn what the negative ingredients were. And I started to get rid of them one by one from my eating, which again, it I'll be the first one to tell you, it limits the foods you can have. But it doesn't mean the food isn't still good. It doesn't mean the food isn't very tasty. It doesn't mean that you can't have that food once in a while. I still have like a cinnamon toast. I love cinnamon toast crunch, by the way. I still have it once in a while. No big deal. But what it does mean is that you are enlightening yourself. You're giving yourself the knowledge to understand, okay, I'm having this food. Here's what's in it. I know what's in it. And bang, I'm going to be healthier in the long run. And you're not, you might have to sacrifice a little bit of processed flavor along the way, but What's more important, a little bit of processed flavor for a lifetime of longevity? Because I eat a lot of food that I love. I think it tastes delicious. Every day, I look forward to my uh, – I do a um, – it's called a Fairlife yogurt, where it's like it has a lactase enzymes in the yogurt basically so I can have it. I look forward to that, and it's delicious. I love it. I put some uh, awesome granola in there that I can – you know, I read the ingredients. I like the ingredients. And then bang, I'm having a great meal. Um, and so it's really about finding what works for you, but knowing the basic guidelines. So again, to reiterate, it's one shop on the outside of the grocery store when possible for the vast majority of what you're trying to get. Number two is read the ingredients. If you don't understand or you can't read the ingredient, don't do it and get rid of that ingredient and move on to something else. Because odds are, if you can't read it or understand it, it is bad for you and it is causing your cells at the molecular level to deteriorate and you're probably going to end up with some disease in 20 years because these food companies, all they care about is making a profit. They don't care what you're eating. And in the US, I know this, is that our regulations are a little bit less strict than around the, around the world. We have things in our food we should not be having, especially in like fruits and veggies, which is a whole other story. But the point is, start reading a little bit. I, I had to learn. I went from nothing, like everyone else. I knew nothing about nutrition to just Start Googling ingredients, write them down. Which ones do I want to have? Which ones can I avoid? Which ones are fine? And then start figuring out which foods I can have. And by the way, 
It doesn't mean you can't have to get rid of a whole food. Like peanut butter is a great example. There are some peanut butters that are great for you. And there are others that are terrible for you. So understanding which one to choose is a great way to increase the quality of your life and to eat healthier and to figure out what you can and cannot eat. All right. And if you want, if you're someone who wants to move past this line significantly quicker than everyone else and gain the knowledge quicker, get on my calendar, myprogresscall.com. A quick, free 30 minute conversation where we can go over all of your goals and figure out how to get you from point A to point B significantly faster. All right. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you on the next one. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like today's show, do me a favor and hit the follow or subscribe button and leave a five-star review so more people like yourself can start building momentum towards their goals. Also, if you are interested in my 10 minutes to take off method, where I teach you to master your first 10 minutes and soar to victory, then book a call on my calendar at myprogresscall.com. My progresscall.com. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next time.